everybody. You are listening to Hotter Than Health, the podcast. This is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, and an overall healthy lifestyle. My name is Eliza Gellman, and I am so happy to have you here with me for today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 105 of the Hotter Than Health podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode. We have one of my favorite people. We have Courtney Bursage. She is a badass, not only mom, but functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. She focuses in functional lab testing, and she also just came out with her own supplement line, which we're going to get into on this podcast. But what I want you guys to take away from this is that the gut which we talk about a lot, is so all-encompassing. It affects everything in our life. So if you feel like we're going all over the place in this episode, it's because we are, and that's kind of just the way the gut works. It is our main brain, and I think you guys are going to get so much amazing value out of this episode. We talk about how to properly filter your water. We talk about different supplements to take. We talk about stress and depression, especially with COVID, staying in our house, what can we be doing to bolster our immunity and how can we be living our most healthful and abundant life while knowing that even if we don't get it perfect, we're just trying to do our best, especially with factors that we just cannot control. So we really get into it today on the episode and I think you guys are absolutely going to love it. Make sure before you <laughs> before you listen to the podcast, shameless plug, I have said this over and over on the past few um, Instagram posts that I've done. I have a huge goal for the podcast coming in now, (laughs) like it's happening now. The goal for me for Hotter Than Health and for anyone who's listening is to get to 20,000 downloads per episode. That's a big goal for me and I know it sounds like a lot, but you guys, we can absolutely get there. I have zero, zero doubt in my mind. So Please, if you haven't already, it would mean the world if you subscribed, liked, shared the podcast. If you feel like you've done those things, do it again. Take a screenshot, post it on your social media. I can't tell you how valuable that is. What that does is it boosts us up a little higher in the natural search results on iTunes and on Spotify and wherever you find podcasts so that more people can stumble across this information. And you guys, I'm telling you, the more info we can get out there, the more badass guests we can get on here, and it will just it will just feed itself. It's amazing. So before we get into today's episode, make sure you check out the website. We do um, online one-on-one nutrition programming for all types of people. So if you're interested in the one-on-one Uh, individualized approach to nutrition. Make sure you book on the website. Also, we're going to talk about Aura Organic Supplement. It's my favorite supplement. Make sure you check out Aura Organic. My code is ELIZAG15. But without further ado, here's Courtney Bursage on Hotter Than Health. Hello, everybody. This is Hotter Than Health, episode 104. We are with the beautiful Courtney Bursage. Sitting oh, on the floor in her beautiful <laughs> home. We're in Daniel Island, and yes. we are so lucky to have her on today. She has finished creating her Plant RX supplement line. We're going to be talking all about gut health, gut brain connection, mm-hmm. what we should be eating to bolster our health, immunity, um, and really getting into the nitty gritty of 
why gut health is so important for mental health, for immunity, and for overall longevity and just making sure that we have the right information because there's so much information out there. So yeah, Courtney, totally. how are you? <laughs> Good. Thanks for having me again. Yay. Oh, I like so how fun. You turn on like the sexy voice when you I, have the I mic. kind of feel like I need to cue. It's like radio voice. <laughs> like, I'm like, come on, just don't make me sound super annoying. Like I think my voice sounds on a regular basis. No, that's why I tell people, I'm like, turn on your porn star voice. And it's like, you have honey in your throat kind of thing. Yeah. So tell us about yourself. Give us a yeah. quick bio. Okay. So, all right. The nuts and bolts. I started health coaching, um, several years ago, really, it just happened organically. I don't think I ever had any intention of getting into this line of business, but um, I just was really interested in health for myself. And then, you know, friends started asking me, what are you doing? What are you eating? What are you feeding your kids? Um, and so I just kind of went on this like personal quest to find out as much information as I could to help myself and then to help other people as well. And it just kind of evolved into a business. And it's been really fun um, to grow in this space because, you know, you're always learning. And you're always trying different things and you're always listening to your body. And I think that's the key to long-term success. Um, anyway, you know, it's just this practice of identifying these feedback loops um, that, you know, our bodies are giving us and um, interpreting, you know, what's working and what's not. So I fast forward to 2020, the year of all things crazy, and I just dove into functional lab testing. So I started a course that I completed in about six months, and now I have practitioner status with functional labs all over the country. So I can order everything from food sensitivity tests to just your basic um, complete blood count to thyroid panels, um, genetic labs and testing. So you name it, I run the gamut. Um, it's super fun. I post on Instagram all the time about all the labs that I'm testing on friends, family, and myself. So my own family, we're, they're like my little test subjects for the most part. So um, they're, they're learning to be pretty <laughs> compliant. I know. I love looking at your Instagrams and seeing that you are able to sorry I'm also looking over at the computer just making sure that things are working and they are great but I also love looking at your Instagram and it'll just randomly you know it'll be a couple cute little pictures and then all of a sudden it's just like blood and vials and needles <laughs> in your arms so like full disclosure guys there's needles in there but um I love that and I think that when you're when you mentioned you know I just wanted to learn as much information as possible there are so many ways you could go with that and yeah. what was the leading trigger in figuring out, okay, I want to take this approach. So you were looking more, um, you had more of like a functional, but still very holistic standpoint. So when you first got into it, did you just start with like the food cornerstone? What did your, yeah. where did that start with? So like, yeah, totally. Or, um, yeah, so much of it came with the food part. I mean, that is easily the biggest contributor to our health. It's what we're consuming every day. And you think about our, our gut, our GI system. It's the only organ and system of the body that is actually touching the things in the outside world. So there are incredible complexities to our GI system. And 
there's so many downstream effects of what it is that we're eating and how we're feeling. And, you know, a lot of times we just think of, you know, the, the GI system is this like tube that just digests food, you know, it goes in and it goes out. Um, but there are, it, that's such an oversimplified way to look at it. And when you start changing just what you're eating and drinking, you know, filtered water is really important to me. I mean, you think about all of the chemical contaminants that we're exposed to just in tap water alone mm-hmm. and the effect that that can have on your microbiome and also just like your level of toxic exposure. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're exposed to everything from somebody else's birth control that's in the water system, just FYI, chlorine, fluoride, chloramines, do not sterilize pharmaceutical drugs. So if you're drinking your refrigerator water or, you know, just straight tap water, like you are getting on average, like 85 different pharmaceutical compounds, like residuals of these compounds. And then on top of that, you're getting things like fertilizers and pesticides, glyphosate, all of these known carcinogens that make their way into our groundwater and into our water supply. And again, like we have these sanitation processes that are supposed to help clean our water. I say that in air quotes. Um, but you know, they're, they're taking out bacteria, but they're not stripping chemicals. And that's, I mean, that's huge. Like mm-hmm. that is, we are drinking water every day and we're like, drink water, drink more water, stay hydrated. Well, you might just be flooding your body with extra toxins. That's, that's a huge burden to your liver and your, it's, it's burdening to your cells. Um, well, so I totally went down like a rabbit no, hole on that, but. but let's, let's touch on that because I know I was over here, what, a year ago and you mentioned that you had a full filtration system in your home so that's incredible you knew going into it while you were building you were like this is something that I will not negotiate and I love that so for people who have already built their homes and for people who want to make sure that they're having better water what is like what what we do yeah okay there's so many options and this is the thing like I I know I'm I'm kind of an extremist (laughs) if you asked I think it's amazing yeah well it yeah it's it's amazing to me if you asked my husband he's like oh boy what have you what have you you know decided to embark on now um and you know a whole house water filtration system to me was the end goal because one it's just the easiest you don't have to worry about it you know we have um you know everything going through a filter so everything from you know the dishwasher and the washer machine to you know the showers and bath and everything else is being filtered but here's the thing you know if you're listening to this and you're like I don't have the time I'm not even in a house that I'm going to stay in for very long there are options for you like we live in America there are so many great resources and that's why I think like you and I were in such a great position because I think people get paralyzed a little bit because there's so much information Mm -hmm. and there's so many things out there like there are so many supplements there are so many products there there's just overload and people will just give up yeah it's like they, they don't know what direction to go in and they want to make a good choice but because there's just so much that's just so oversaturated like everything if those decisions are hard and then people will just stay stuck and they won't make a decision at all so analysis paralysis yes yeah yeah I've heard so that. I love that. it is totally overwhelming mm-hmm. I get overwhelmed a lot of times I start like getting like deep in the weeds on you know certain tests or nutrients and the more I learn the more I realize I don't know and then it starts like giving me anxiety and I'm like what what am I doing here you know this is actually all the way back over I know (laughs) I'm like I don't know anything anymore so um 
but you know, there, there are options. So here's, here's like the basics. If you're somebody that's in an apartment, you're somebody that maybe is renting or you're in a home where you're like, we're moving. You can buy stainless, these stainless countertop filtration systems that are extremely effective at getting all of those endocrine disruptors we just talked about. Um, and you can do it for a price point under about $250. And basically, I mean, it's a big stainless steel filter. It sits on your countertop and you just pour your water, your tap water into it, and it will filter it for you. You can use it for cooking. You can use it, um, obviously for your drinking water. So for someone who doesn't know what an endocrine disruptor is, will you go into what that means? Yeah. So endocrine disruptors are it just creates this cascade of events that disrupt hormone regulation and production because now the brain's always getting these negative feedback loops of, oh, do we have enough hormone in the system? Well, it doesn't really know because it's like, which hormone are we evaluating? The fake hormones or the real hormones? Yeah. Um, and so we want to, to minimize that. And I see so many metabolic issues with people, even uh, specifically men. You know, you think about, you know, men do have some level of um, estrogen, but a lot of times they are aromatizing, which means they're converting testosterone to estrogens because their hormone systems get out of whack. So you'll see men that a lot of times will put on extra weight around their midsection, and it's because of these exposures to xenoestrogens. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's a real problem, and it's something that's oftentimes overlooked or not discussed when we're looking at metabolic-related um, disease or difficulty uh, as it comes to men. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have that stubborn area. They have the stubborn stubborn weight around their midsection. And typically, like if you have lean arms, lean legs, and then you have this lower lower belly, yeah. and this is not just for women. It's, you know, it's for men as well. And so completely, you can see it. You can yeah. like see it in people. But it, And it's, it's very interesting. But also, um, a lot of people just get so, so overwhelmed by saying, okay, well, I'm eating all the right things. I'm doing all the right things. I'm working out. But sometimes that's the, kind of moot. But yeah, so when we're talking about all of these disruptors, all of these environmental toxins, what let's talk about the effect on our gut. Yeah. What is the gut? Why is it so important? And where do we start? Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) such a, I don't know. Where do we start? Yeah. (laughs) We'll start another new podcast right now. (laughs) be another 60 minutes on the gut no um yeah the gut is it's so huge I mean there are more neurons in our gut than any other part of our body including our brain so you know the gut encapsulates what we call the enteric nervous system and um a lot of times we think of you know the brain is the master command center but the gut is very easily its own command center. In fact, it's one of the inner set of organs that actually doesn't even need direction from the brain to be able to send signals like um, physical signals, motility. It can regulate fluids on its own. No other organ or set of organs in the body can do that. So the brain communicates very heavily with the gut, but the gut sends a lot more signaling to the brain. So there's a two-lane highway, so to speak, called the vagus nerve that links the brain to the gut. We call this the gut-brain axis a lot of times. And I kind of think of it as like a, a massive freeway, like the kinds you see in LA or something. But think of it like the majority of the lanes are flowing from the gut to the brain. So there's a lot more of this stimulation of, of gut firing from 
the gut and the GI system up to the brain sending signals. And what's important to know about this is the fact that, like I said in the beginning, when our gut is what is taking the exposure from things in the outside, um, it's having to process, break down, and do something with these toxins. But the brain, that nerve, sits very, very closely to the gut lining when we have any type of gut um, leaky gut or gut permeability, then those toxins and chemicals can actually get into our bloodstream. And where do they go? They go directly to the brain. So we see people that have, you know, constant anxiety or depression um, or insomnia, or they just have these unexplained symptoms. Like they just feel like they've got brain fog or they might even have like joint pain. But a lot of these cognitive um, inefficiencies or um, issues that people are experiencing a lot of times they are rooted very much in the gut it was the, the gut was what was first affected the brain is just you know the trickle down that's the downstream impact mm-hmm. that you're seeing so that's where even correlating a lot of symptoms you really have to almost take whatever it is that you're experiencing and start working backwards mm-hmm. because usually by the time you're experiencing something like brain fog it's not it's not a brain problem. The brain's being affected, but it's not the source of the real problem. So, you know, in talking about toxic exposures and um, chemicals and endocrine disruptors, it's so incredibly important to do the work up front by limiting as much of that exposure as possible. Like do your body the best favor you can by putting forth some extra effort to filter those things out before your body has to. Because if you're not doing that work before consuming these, you know, inflammatory foods, um, food chemicals, and then all of these outside chemical factors, like then you are putting that responsibility on your organs. Like your liver has to do a lot of work. You better hope and pray that your gut is rock solid, that gut lining, because otherwise all of that stuff just is going to permeate right through. And the, the thing is, I don't think that people understand is that you, you also don't have to put this pressure on your gut and your body to know that it's going to be perfect because there will never not be environmental toxins. Yeah. And as soon as you have the water down, you have the no plastic down, you have the diet down, you have your sleep, you have your probiotics, X, Y, Z, you think you're doing everything right. There will still be external things that are out of your control. So totally. really just setting yourself up for knowing that you don't have to have it perfect because things are always changing and taking yeah taking that load off of your shoulders because even people like you who you could break down the gut and labs and tests until the cows come home but you're always also going to be your own guinea pig by trying to figure out what's going on maybe with you or your daughter or your husband so there's always going to be something but I think um so when you're talking about the specific connection you know gut brain connection What are you thinking when you see that during COVID and throughout 2020, depression, anxiety, and, you know, mental illnesses are Mm -hmm. at an all-time high, and we're also not talking about how to deep-rootedly fix these issues or or address them even. So how are you feeling about seeing all these things and knowing if I could just tell them this? You know? Oh man. <laughs> no pressure. That's so good. So, okay. First, I just have to say I'm in a thousand percent agreement with 
you know, not feeling like, oh my gosh, my body is, it just must be like completely falling apart because I don't do all of these things. Mm -hmm. Let me be one to just reassure you that your body is incredibly designed. It is so sophisticated. I'm, I'm constantly blown away by how, how much intelligence, innate intelligence the body has. It is made to heal and design. So I do, I I tell my clients this all the time because sometimes I can just see it. If it's like over a Zoom call, you know, I can kind of see them like, it's like this little bit of panic when we start reviewing labs because they start thinking, oh my goodness, it's worse than I thought, you know, but I always have to reassure them your body is capable of doing the healing work. What we need to figure out is what what is in the way? What is happening on a day-to-day basis that is interfering with the body doing what it's already designed to do, what it's already trying to do? You don't have to try to ramp up your own metabolism. You don't have to adjust your heart rate. Like your body knows where you need to be and it's trying to get there. But there are some things that we are physically doing every day that might be actually a hurdle. It might Mm -hmm. be making things more difficult. So when it comes to like a diagnosis even, you know, um, when you're talking about depression or anxiety, you know, I don't know about you. I I do kind of feel like if I all of a sudden start thinking about, you know, I'm my heart's racing, like I'm getting in bed and I'm like, okay, I need to go to sleep. And then I'm like, I feel like my heart's kind of pounding a little bit. Am I like, like, why, why is my heart racing? And then it starts giving me more anxiety. And then I have more anxiety about not falling asleep. And it's taking me a really long time to go to sleep. And I have to be up really early. Um, and that's just like a really like dumbed down example but for anybody that even has like a diagnosis of depression or anxiety know this your body wants to get back to balance and you can help it do that you do not have to just claim this one identity of your Mm. condition like you are empowered to make some small shifts and a little bit can go a really long way and it can start with something as simple as your diet it can start with mindfulness this is huge. The mindfulness aspect and the impact that that has on digestion is one of the simplest but most impactful things that we can be doing on a regular basis. And I've actually tried to do this recently just with um, our, our girls. So we have two kids, nine and six, and they're just super busy. And that now like their school and sports and stuff like that. And I'm just noticing like they get home, they're so hungry and they just want to like slam down. They're like in the pantry and I'm like, you have to wait, we're almost going to eat. And then they'll just inhale their food. And then they're, then they're just like zombies. And I want them to get into this practice of being able to kind of tonify this vagus nerve to like tap into that parasympathetic to optimize digestion by just doing simple breathing strategies. So if you are around the dinner table or you're somebody that's, you know, busy and you're eating meals in the car, I've done this before a million times, take three cleansing breaths, just deep in through your nose and out through your mouth before you take your first bite. I promise it will make a difference in your digestion, like a difference you can feel and then a difference that probably you can't feel, but it's it's improving nutrient absorption, it's reducing inflammation, and it's helping your body take in these nutrients and stabilize processes that otherwise would be very stressed out. I mean, and, and the byproduct of that could be hours later of inflammation. So just know that, you know, there are a lot of ways that we can talk about improving 
our overall experience of life by doing basic things. And that's what it comes down to because, you know, water filters, lab testing, all of these things can be so incredibly valuable, but the foundations are stress management, nutrition, sleep, making sure you're getting really good and adequate rest and not just like you're so tired that, you know, you're blacking out, um, and exercise and physical movement. Like those are the, those are the foundational pieces. Mm -hmm. So I could run like the most complex labs on people, but at the end of the day, those are the areas we're always addressing. Mm -hmm. And that's so true. I always tell people, they're like, well, what supplement do I take? Well, what do they always start with the high up? What's cause it's almost the easiest thing. Um, yeah, it's yeah. almost the easiest thing. You take a pill and you think, oh, this is going to fix it. Like I have a lot of people, I'll recommend a certain probiotic and they'll say, oh, well, it's not working. I'm like, well, what else has changed? You know, this is right. it's just a supplement for a reason. So I think that if you can think of these small gestures, like the mindfulness and the breathing, I think that those are supplements as well. Take yeah. those. You yeah. know, if we, if we told you if that was in a bottle and it could deliver the same results, you would take it. But, I know. So, so that's always challenging but I think that it also it makes people a little nervous because there is so much information out there that when you leave people to their own devices they get so um their confidence kind of goes away they're like well I can't do this I don't know what to do and you're like you do your body does like you were just saying your body wants to get back to that ground level but there's just things in the way so when you're going through all these things and let's say someone is just extremely anxious, um, that can translate into not being regular in the bathroom. That can translate into hair loss. Like what is the difference between, you know, daily normal stressors? Like maybe you're eating really fast or maybe you're just driving and you need to be a little bit like quote unquote stress where your cortisol has risen just to protect you. But then acute stress where it's chronic it's every single day it's yeah so when you're talking about these things a lot of people have acute stress right now a lot of people are constantly anxious what are some what are even some I mean goes against what I just said but what are some supplements what are some practices you would do with certain supplements during this time yeah no and that's great and it is so funny too because we love like quantifiable results we like like, you know, and I keep referring to like some of these labs and, you know, and I do find it helpful because when people can actually see on paper, you know, hey, you have food sensitivities to X, Y, and Z, or, you know, you have hormones, you know, your, your cortisol is completely flat. Like you're not, you don't even have enough to get up out of bed. Like it all of a sudden is like, that carries so much more weight than just like, well, yeah, I've just been tired all the time. Your body is the same, you know, after looking at those lab reports as it was, you know, before, but all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's like real and tangible for people. Um, and so, you know, with, with supplements, like I developed this supplement line, um, plant RX because I really, I was struggling to find really clean products to, to really you know, help recommend to the clients that I was working with. And I kept having to go to so many different places to piece together one protocol. And I thought, this is just crazy. Like, I don't understand why everything has to have all of these like extra fillers and sterates. And, you know, you just don't know. Everybody's taking supplements to improve their health. But I'm looking at these capsules thinking, are there heavy metals? Like, are these full of extra contaminants that are actually 
burdening the body more than they're helping? Are they even bioavailable? And then we've got to address the terrain too, because if these are people that are super stressed out, their, their gut is in really bad shape. I could throw all of the supplements and nutrients at them, but are they going to be able to absorb any of them? Probably not. They might have gut infections, parasites, you name it. Um, and a lot of that is, is impeding the effectiveness of these supplements. So, you know, I wanted to kind of give people, um, options for supplements that they felt like they knew what they were getting and that they could trust the ingredients. And I spent really about two years trying to find the right formulations. And in the last 12 months, I've been working with one lab specifically, um, and they're incredible. The amount of information that I'm able to get from them in the screening of every single batch of ingredients, everything from botanists that identify the actual ingredient itself. So if it's a broccoli sprout ingredient, like they have somebody that can verify that it is pure broccoli sprout, organic, 100% a certain species of broccoli sprout. That's and then, so cool. Yeah, That's it so is cool. crazy. And they use chromotherapy to help look at the different um the to evaluate potency you know the effectiveness is this something that has a lot of phytonutrients or is this something that has lost a lot of its um benefit and enzymes the things that we're looking to actually help our bodies yeah like are these enzymes dead before arrival are they you know yeah things like that because it happens oh yeah all over the place well so over 60 percent of the raw materials that come in for my supplements are rejected at the lab because they do not meet the criteria and these are this you know these are vendors that have been heavily heavily vetted in the in the first place so and the thing is that you know something to think about too is that these materials that are getting rejected by the lab I work with, they're being sold to another supplement company that is mm -hmm. using them in their capsules and they're selling them. So, you know, it's, there's, there is definitely a good, better, best, you know, there's a spectrum of quality that's out there. And I understand, I mean, I knew full well getting into this, that like I'm jumping into a massive ocean with a million options of supplements, but I absolutely stand on purity through and through. Like I want to know for a fact that if I am taking this, that I am not decreasing my odds for better health. Like I want this to be really good. And I wanted to use whole food forms because that's what the body knows. That's what the body can identify and use. So when we isolate certain nutrients or we use synthetics, like a vitamin C, for instance, most vitamin C are, they're ascorbic acid. And that is a synthetic form made in a lab of vitamin C. So right now, you know, during this pandemic and everybody's trying to boost their immune health, um, you know, the vitamin C was wiped out like six months ago. Like I was trying to get it for a couple of clients. You couldn't buy it anywhere. Every you could brand. find vitamin D anywhere. <laughs> you could, yeah. you could have found vitamin D. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, it was crazy. Um, but it's, you know, it was like, people didn't even care what they were buying. And people were just like, oh, that's going to help my immune system. But because most, they go with the masses. They're yeah. like, there's so much information out here. I'm going to go with what I know. Yep. But what you know isn't always, it's kind of what you're conditioned to know. Mm -hmm. Not yep. what you, Absolutely. you know. And so even with that, I mean, you're thinking of like vitamin C, there's all these popular supplements coming out like elderberry, flower, elderberry right now. So elderberry has, there have been hundreds of studies shown that, they aren't even using elderberries and there's no elderberry in this in these That's supplements crazy. it is wild and they like dye the capsules blue so that they look like it and it's just these jelly fake synthetic things and I, I 
it's so hard because the FDA, the Food Drug Administration, doesn't really have high standards for it. I know. They and really don't. And well, so much of it's not regulated. Exactly. At all. Or or it doesn't even get there at all. Yeah. You can read the back of any package at Whole Foods, at Whole Foods, where people trust right. for Whole Foods right. and good products, but you can look at the back. This has not been evaluated by the FDA or it's not been, been, been approved by the FDA. Yeah. So you're thinking, I'm spending all this money. I'm at this place that I trust. Who can I trust? You know? I know. So what are some of your favorite supplements that you made and like what were your non-negotiables? Yeah. So um, there, I trust me, I have like a supplement graveyard <laughs> downstairs because I went through so many different formulations and I worked with, I evaluated several different um labs and and kind of what their processing looked like because I wanted to make sure that it was extremely transparent for one I want for people to know that they could ask for a certificate of analysis they can ask for anything for me to verify you know the questions that they have regarding the purity and the potency of what it is that they're putting in their bodies um and any of the supplements that I make I mean I could break open those capsules and give them to my kids and they would be fine. And it's really cool too, just a side note, like if you open the, um, the plant nutrients, I love it. It, um, it smells like a salad, like it smells, it has such a potent, um, aroma, but it's, it's fresh. I mean, you can smell the wild bear garlic in it. Like you can smell the herbs because so many of these are just herbal, um, formulations and so they have these different extracts of plants but it doesn't smell like a sterile bottle of pills it it actually like I mean you can tell this stuff is alive and it's rich and it's potent so um, the daily plant nutrients is definitely one of my favorites Um, there's cordyceps and just all kinds of, like I said, the garlic, which is very antiviral and antibacterial, but it encompasses a whole bunch of phytonutrients. So cilantro and dandelion, things that are great for optimizing liver detoxification. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's just another, it's another way to just help your body against all, you know, manage all of these toxins that it's exposed to just upregulating those detox processes Mm -hmm. so the daily plant nutrients definitely one of my favorites um I also really like the vitamin c mine is whole food sourced vitamin c meaning it has bioflavonoids and other compounds that are kind of like helper elements it's not just you know vitamin C extracted or like I said, ascorbic acid, which is something that is not even real vitamin C. It didn't come from a plant. It was formulated in a lab. Um, So it has this like entourage effect where it's got these bioflavonoids that help the expression and the utilization of vitamin C. Vitamin C is stored in your adrenal glands. So if you're somebody right now and you're like, it's January, I am like, I am full throttle you know, not only for on an immune standpoint, but just because you are, you have a high demand right now in in your life, you're burning through vitamin C at like warp speed. It would probably be good for you to take some extra vitamin C that's not going to be so much so that it's like making you run to the bathroom. A lot of like high dose vitamin C's will just kind of like really expensive pee. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it will like keep you going to the bathroom. Those conference calls will be really frequent. So, so frequent. Um, So, so those are some supplements that we could be taking. So we said in the beginning, you know, supplements are just a supplement. We need to bolster the ground level. So diet, looking at diet, what mm -hmm. are some, what are like your top three things that people 
don't eat it? And what are your top three things that people should incorporate just so they can start? Yeah. Okay. So refined oils, those just have to go. Like they're so damaging to your cells. They are rancid. They create oxidative damage to other cells and free radicals. Um, and they're just, they're something that, you know, kind of should be feared because of the impact that they're having on the genetics of your cells. Like it can undo that stuff and create damage so much so that if you back up those DNA repair systems, then you could be looking at this wild free radical that could become anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could become a diseased cell, which could lead to a tumor, which could lead to cancer. It could lead to so many other things. So I'm not saying that, you know, having one piece of, you know, fried chicken or French fries is going to kill you, but just make sure that you are aware that they are very damaging to your health. Compounding Um, effects. There's literally just a, a, yeah, like a saturated fat ball of non-nutrients. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yep. Okay. So processed oils. So if people are at home and they, maybe they want olive oil on their salad. So what types of oils like if you could rank yeah. some of them like are there any that you highly highly yeah, recommend yeah. getting rid of because I know a couple that I'm like I please don't eat it but what do you think yeah so okay well corn oil is at the top of the list no corn oil really ever um and then the other ones would be seed oils so now seeds a lot of times can be fine but the seed oils I mean if you think about um different seeds even like sesame seeds for instance um you know you do have to there has to be a refining process to get the oil out where there's a lot of heat, there's a lot of pressure, and that alters the integrity of the oil that that is within it. So eat your seeds, try to stay away from a lot of seed oils. Um, cotton seed oil, obviously not very good. Grape seed oil is even pretty refined as well, and I wouldn't recommend doing a grape seed oil. Um, olive oil is incredible, just total side note if anybody's looking for good olive oil Cassandrino's is phenomenal um I had the opportunity to meet that family over zoom earlier in the year but I've been using their products for a long time but they are from Greece and all of their olive oil comes from their farms and they live I think their corporate headquarters are in New Jersey um but it is unlike any olive oil I've ever had like the flavor and aroma is incredible so it's Cassandrinos with a k K k-a-s-a-n-d-r-i-n-o-s i'll put a link in the show notes for it yeah definitely do they are i just love them i've been buying my olive oil and have it delivered but i'll have to give you a sample i have like oh and the other thing that they do order and support for sure yeah so they have these travel packets they're called spartan packs and they're like two tablespoons. I have a ton of them. I'm going to give you some, um, (laughs) but you basically could throw them in your purse. So if you go out to eat, this is like a little tip or hack. So I always keep these in my purse. We go out to eat anywhere. I always tell them to like hold oils, dressings, things like that for the most part, because a lot of times they're using like oils that are, yeah, they're just not good. And so have them hold whatever it is that they're going to put on your vegetables, salad, whatever you're ordering, and then just pop out your little Spartan packs. You just tear them open and pour them. And it's like a single serve of olive oil. And Mm. I'm telling you, you don't even, you don't need anything else because it has so much flavor. I mean, my kids were, they'll like put it on a spoon and drink it. They like it that much. Really? I don't know what kind, what they do over there in Greece to make their olives so amazing, but their oil is incredible. So, okay. So 
oils or coconut oils co- good yeah. yep um I love coconut oil I also use a fair amount of ghee um now obviously if you're not doing any animal-based products then that might not be something that interests you but it is clarified butter it is it doesn't have casein or lactose or anything like that so you don't have to be fearful of like a um like a reaction in terms of the proteins that are there, but it does have a lot of components that support and modulate the immune system. So when we're talking about gut, the gut lining specifically, wanting to be able to provide these short chain fatty acids to help feed gut bacteria. So that's what's really good about ghee is that it has a lot of short chain fatty acids. Um, So it can help feed really good flora in your gut and also, you know, as a byproduct of that, have some really good immune support supporting um, abilities because your gut microbes are responsible for a lot of the um, immune activity and chemical mediators that are released in your gut. Great. Well, so, okay, what are two other things that you would say, get the hell out of here? So processed oils, any BS oils. So what are some other Yeah. Two? Okay. So refined grains um, or even like a lot of wheat products, um, we don't do any wheat and definitely don't do like refined sugars and grains. And here's why, you know, again, that refining process, we're getting further and further away from real food, like what it was. If you can't picture what you're eating, like as it started out, like growing from the ground, if you're like looking at this bag and you're like, I don't know what this is or yeah, where like, it came from. What's a from. cocoa puff plant? Like, <laughs> I know. Like it seems like there had to be a lot of processes to get, the, yeah, the little like the little puff, you know, Cheerio thing that we feed like kids. Yeah. Like where did that originate? I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I will say as like a side note too here, and this is what is even just equally as important is the blood sugar component because Mm -hmm. a lot of these refined grains lack the fibers and enzymes um, and even some of the fat content too that help regulate blood sugar. So we see these massive swings where people will have a meal that's so dense in these refined carbohydrates that it sends their blood sugar up so high. Then, you know, within an hour, their blood sugar is crashing. So that's like, you know, they felt really full and tired. Then they can feel kind of jittery and shaky. Like, gosh, I just ate. I don't know why I'm hungry again. And you start having these like ups and downs of cravings and being tired and energy dysregulation. So blood sugar. But then you're hungry right away afterwards too sometimes. Oh yeah. Because again, you know, cortisol is a glucocorticoid. So its main job is to stabilize blood sugar. So cortisol has a direct impact on whether or not you're able to use your food very efficiently, or if you're storing it away and then your body's getting a a hunger signal again. So you want to, you know, insulin and glucose, like there is supposed to be some ebb and flow, but you want to avoid those high highs and those low lows at all costs, because it will send you for a ride. Your energy will be up and down all day and you will go from feeling like full to I think I'm starving to I want more sugar Mm -hmm. because again like that blood sugar starts to drop and cortisol has got to be released to kind of bring it back up and all of a sudden your body's like we need to eat we need more we need more food so it really so getting back to as close to the whole form of whatever food you're eating you know it's as simple as that then you're not as removing as much fiber any fatty acids that are there to help stop those blood sugar spikes. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Okay. 
And so what are some things that you would be eating? Like what are your top three things that you've been snacking on? Teas? Yeah. Cheeses? I don't know. I, don't I know. love to eat. I just have to say, I think that's why I like doing this because I just get to <laughs> think about food. I know. Talk about food. I've had people come up to me at coffee shops. They're like, so what are you working on? Because it's just recipe after recipe after oh, recipe. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just at work. And they're like, wow, your job. I know. I know. I'm starving. <laughs> um, but it's, but also, by the way, I was just downstairs. And as soon as I walked into her house, it was just smelled so good. And then she made us cups of tea because she has this amazing pantry that's the size of my bedroom. It is so great. So <laughs> yes, foodie all the way. Um, okay. So three things that you would really love. Yeah. Okay. So, um, gosh, I, I'm a huge fan of just avocados in general. So thank goodness they didn't come up on my food sensitivity test. I thought if coffee, avocados, or like coconut come up, I might as well just go put myself out back (laughs) six feet under because I don't know how I'll survive. But you know, I will say like diversity is key. Here's the thing. I love, I could sit here and tell you the things that I eat on a daily basis. What I have realized though, that is if you get stuck on the same 15 foods all of the time, it will start to impact your, your microbiome because Mm -hmm. you're feeding certain flora and different types of colonies of bacteria require different nutrients and fiber structures. And if you start limiting, 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 and you think, well, I'm eating real whole food and you know, my meals are really balanced in their macros, you know, but all of a sudden you feel like your digestion is starting to suffer. It could be because you just don't have enough diversity. You're hitting um, that like diversity plateau. Yeah. yeah trying to mix things up. Totally. And sometimes it just means that, you know, you need to give yourself a little bit of a break too. Like I was on this salad for lunch kick forever and I would do these like big giant salads and they were so good. But then I was like, every time I would have them, I felt like my stomach just hurt so bad it's a lot of work to break down a lot of vegetables in one sitting. Mm -hmm. So I started doing, I did two weeks where I was actually making like smoothie bowls for breakfast and lunch Um, and taking some of that digestive load like off of my body. Everything I was having was soft and malleable and easily digestible and broken down. So I was kind of able to rehab my gut a little bit. So, you know, for me, go to the produce section, find whatever is in season that's organic, you know, I can't press that enough just because, you know, people can play the whole, like, is organic worth it or not? Look, if organic means that there is a chance you are going to have less toxic influence on your produce, then yes, please buy it. It is worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially from things like you mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, glyphosate, which, you know, people hear about it and people kind of know about it. It doesn't sound great, you know, it sounds scary, but I don't think people truly understand the impact of that one thing in particular it's like there have literally been billion dollar million dollar lawsuits that people have filed because people have died working in crops that are full of glyphosate you know it's very real yeah glyphosate if you if you don't know is the active ingredient in roundup the stuff that like kills everything it's sprayed on like if you have a garden or if you have a backyard or your parents are back there like killing weeds guarantee go look right now I bet it's back there you know oh yeah it's everywhere it is everywhere I've even I have um, a friend that owns a farm and she was saying you know they there's a lot that goes into getting a farm USDA certified organic so they have to be farming organic um, crops for like six years and anyway they put them through like this this you know huge rigmarole but what they're finding now is that there's so much runoff of these chemicals from conventional farms that even the organic farms 
in many of the bigger farming communities are now being tainted by a lot of these chemicals. And it's, it's a real problem because they want to maintain the integrity of their soil, but there's no way to get away from it. It's just there. And that's what's scary to me is that this stuff is like, it's just in the environment and it doesn't just go away. Like, it's not like it just goes into the ground and disappears. It goes into the ground and it stays there and it continues to leach into everything. So that's why now more than ever, it is so important to realize that either you are going to do a lot of the filtering of the toxins or your liver is going to do all of the filtering of the toxins. It's still going to get exposure even if you're buying organic and filtering your water. You are still breathing things in and, you know, you're walking outside. I mean, we live near a golf course and, you know, I see them spraying stuff all the time and I'm like, oh, my gosh like I won't even walk the dog over there but I'm like I know I'm picking stuff up on my shoes then I'm walking in the house like it's it's just Mm. it's everywhere but do what you can and know that it does make an impact even if it seems like oh my gosh this is like so time consuming it's a compounding effect these little things are going to make a big difference it in all adds together it's like this what they call like an allostatic load where Mm -hmm. it's not just it's it's never just one insult on the body that creates disease it's chronic exposure and multiple exposures Mm -hmm. just you know, over a period of time. And then your body finally says like, I cannot keep up. We don't have systems in place to manage this long term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, um, and I think that's huge because even, even right now, you know, you could be doing everything right, but you still have cell towers. You still have 5g bullshit. You still have, and that's a whole nother podcast. We don't have to get into it, but, um, <laughs> I know we're both, we're I actually both, like, just... picking at our nails right now. We're like, Oh, we oh want to talk gosh. about it. Should we talk yeah. about it for just one second? You want to say something? I mean, I just noticed last week that they put a 5G tower up on Daniel Island where we live. And like I was on Where are we moving, Doc? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, no, they didn't. And then, I mean, I saw the guy actually on the tower, like putting it together in a a hazmat suit or. Yeah, I'm like, this thing cannot be active. This guy would just like fall off just from like the sheer like magnitude of the radioactivity, (laughs) the frequency if it was Uh. on. But. I mean, that that is like, to me, this is the direction that things are going. Unfortunately, things are moving so fast. You know, our bodies are, are just not built and equipped to mm. be resilient to things that change this quickly. Like our bodies have the ability to adapt. And as our like modern, you know, culture has evolved, I think that there has been some adaptation that our bodies can make. But when we start like throwing these things up right and left, the influence on our cells and on our brain. I mean, it's, I just think that we, we are, we are just guinea pigs. Like we have yet to see the implications that this has on our health long-term, but I can already see the implications it's having because of cell phone usage. Yeah. I mean, just this, the psychological component of iPhones, you know, I mean, I'm a thousand percent you know, just like everybody else, like full on addict. Yeah. Like it's just, I check the same apps. I don't even think about it. And I mean, so Mike gave up, um, Instagram for like the next 20, first 21 days of, um, no, January. Mike, you're so funny though. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So last night he goes, let me see your Instagram. He's like, I, I, I just want to check something. And I'm like, just I think that's, I can see if I, my followers are still there. I know. I'm waiting so for me. He totally like, he's like, I can't even tell you how many times I've clicked the button where it's, where it normally is on A my screen. Button. Yeah. Sometimes I'll, and I've said this before on previous podcasts, but 
at the end of the night, not only I'll sometimes either delete a specific app. I definitely have like a a timer set. So after 8 p.m., I cannot look at any. Yes, that's so good. Other than like a calculator or a camera or something. Um, But other than that, I'll just move. I'll edit the home screen and I'll move an app to another page. And I find myself, it takes one second for me to figure out and like my muscle my reflex is yeah. to immediately go to the new space. I'm like, oh, so I have to delete it. It's not like I can I just move it around. It's it's so wild. It's addictive. It really is. So, I mean, here we are. There are so many things we could cover. Like the gut just is everything. <laughs> and I think that yep. the fact that we can go in so many different directions with this conversation really does reinforce the importance of bolstering our gut health is because we can talk about pollutants in the environment. We can talk about the diversity in our diet. We can talk about stress, breath work, um, anything. And it will always come back to the gut. It will always come back to the gut. And we, I mean, even in the past, what, it has been like 14, 15 years that we've started to study the gut more and more. But Mm -hmm. if we can figure this much out in just this short period of time, then there's no there's no telling what we're going to figure out in another 10 or 15 years. So going back to really just gut health in general, I get a lot of questions because I personally take a probiotic and I know yeah. that I, I really love the probiotic that I've been taking, but also I have definitely not done as much lab testing as you have. I just have always really trusted this brand and now they've not really made it negotiable to F with their ingredients. But what do you think about probiotics? prebiotics, postbiotics, um, yeah. something that people don't really talk about. What are you, what are your thoughts on those, if any? Yeah. So, um, I actually am, I start my next gut cleanse group on Thursday of this week. So this is the beginning of January. Um, and I run them quarterly, but you know, there, like you said, you know, there's so many different directions you could go. And I don't think that there's one right way and, you know, certainly not a wrong way. I think that it's, this is all just, reinforcing that individualized medicine. It's individualized healthcare. Um, And understanding that, you know, hey, if you've got some symptoms that really point to small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, like you are bloated, you can't digest food very well, doesn't matter what you eat, it's just, you know, you've got multiple symptoms. Maybe your skin is dry, maybe you break out in rashes, um, maybe you're constantly belching, like you've got that acid reflux. even people that have a lot of oral disease or they're finding they have more cavities or maybe they just have bad breath or whatever it might be. These are all, to me, signs of bacterial imbalance in the gut. So you've got to address the possibility of offenders, first of all, like pathogenic or non-pathogenic overgrowth. So we're not just trying to wipe out bacteria. We need them. But a lot of times we have these bacterial overgrowths as a result of constant exposure to toxins or things like EMF can actually, like they... they Which uh, are electromagnetic fields yep. that we're surrounded by all the time. Right. And they, parasites and gut bugs and parasites freak people out. But I've run enough gut tests to see that a lot of people pick these things up. They're everywhere. They're on our fruits and vegetables. You know, they're in the soil. They're, you know, on your dogs and your pets and they're coming in the house. And, you know, you don't have to just be eating like raw meat to get a parasite. I mean, I've had multiple, I've had my kids tested and there are plenty of great herbal botanical blends that can really help you single out those infections and kind of clear them. But again, 
this is where probiotics come in. Like probiotics can be really great at reconditioning the gut and, and supporting good gut bacteria. But if you have a gut infection, throwing more fuel on the fire can sometimes make your symptoms worse. So if you're somebody that's like, yeah, I think I want to start taking a probiotic. I think that's phenomenal. If you feel that your GI symptoms get worse though afterwards, mm-hmm. it may mean that we've got a bigger issue that we just need to address first. Full and there's on. there's yeah. a place for the probiotic, but we've got to clear the infection first. Um, and and sometimes that is that's the one missing piece there where people might say, well, I started taking it, and neither I'm just not feeling any better, or my symptoms are exacerbated. And that's where it's like, okay, you know, let's see what's what might be hiding that we just aren't aware of yet. Mm-hmm. And whether it be foods that you've continued to eat that your body you don't realize your body is you know having huge reactions to, or you haven't slept more than four hours in you know mm-hmm. two weeks, all of these things lead up to it. I think that's great. Yeah. So again, like anything else, probiotics are having their moment for sure. But they're yeah, they're which I don't think is bad. I think it's highlighting because nobody's going to take a pill and be like, okay, I'll just take this pill. Like they're asking questions, they're understanding, yep. they're at least health conscious. Um. So. I want to hear about Plant RX. So Plant yeah. RX, you recently launched just in the past few months, and yeah. things are moving it's great. Along. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah, I love this supplement line, and I'm super excited to grow the the brand itself. There are several other formulations kind of in the pipeline right now, so hopefully over the next several months, you'll see some new products that will be available. Um, right now there are seven products, um, that I have again, all of them meet this criteria and standard that, you know, for me, like it has to be the best of the best. If I'm going to give it to my kids, if I'm going to be taking it, like I want to know that there is nothing but the purest ingredients and nothing else added. So in any one of my products, you will never see you know, the check the fine print. If you have supplements in your cabinet, it'll say added ingredients. And a lot of times it'll be, you know, different um, gums or um, you'll see a lot of times um, magnesium stearate or vegetable stearates. And a lot of these are just like fillers and binders. But again, it's, it's compromising the integrity of the ingredients that are there. It, I, it's something to me that I don't want my body to have to process. Um, so it's not the point. It takes away the whole point. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like they're meant to be a support and to help fill a void and, and fill a deficiency, um, you know, and, and to bring healing. So the meal enhance is my digestive enzyme. It's phenomenal. I keep one in my purse and, you know, for the most part at home, I'm making really good quality meals. But again, the two things that I always keep to take out are my Cassandrinos, single packs of olive oil and my digestive enzymes. Um, because you just, you know, don't have total control over what you're eating. And I like to go out and have, you know, a glass of wine and have a meal and just mix up some stuff. Yeah. yeah just like actually enjoy it. But I also realize like, Hey, it just helps if I can, you know, offset a little bit of the load by providing some extra enzymes just to break down fats and proteins. And then, you know, on top of that, just having my oil, which used to be weird for most of the people I hung out with. And now they're just like, Oh man, there's Courtney and her little packet of <laughs> olive oil. So. I'm the same way though. I will, I'll bring digestive enzymes and I'll offer them to everyone at the table. They're like, they're like stop doing that. They're like, stop passing oh, so pills we, everywhere. We just like, need to go. I know. I'm like, here are just these like pill girls, but I'm like, I hate, pill I promise girl. you, I promise you like you will poop later and it'll be fantastic. Yeah. It'll be yeah. bountiful and you will be great. And I'm, totally an advocate for bringing digestive enzymes yeah. to during every meal that I don't know what it's in for sure. Oh yeah. So the digestive enzyme is something that you're really into. What's your other, what's your like 
most broad product that you could recommend to anybody? So the daily plant nutrients is great. I mean, most people are not eating a lot of these bitter herbs. Um, Bitters are great for helping boost enzyme production. So I actually take that, I take it twice a day with my biggest meal. So lunch and dinner, I'll usually take it before those meals because they do have these bitters that help stimulate enzymes and stomach acid, which is great. And a lot of times we're not putting cilantro and nobody's having arugula and like watercress on everything every day yeah exactly and it's got different forms of mushroom extracts like reishi and a lot of these are really good for again vagal tone the the vagus nerve which is is primarily the parasympathetic that that activates the rest and digest so um to me it's like so jam-packed with all of these incredible plant-based superfoods that like you would have to have a million supplements in your refrigerator to add like all of these to a smoothie and then it would probably taste terrible mm. so I just love having it <laughs> we're having garlic smoothies for breakfast, <laughs> I know <babe. laughs> I know so yeah that no. yeah that wouldn't that would definitely you could not mask garlic that's not the happening. one thing it's like you can put kale and chlorella and stuff and like still get by like a banana will totally cover that up garlic but like garlic no. there's no way but the um but even just for the sheer fact of how the antioxidant profile is huge yeah. in that. Like, huge, like yeah. the garlic and the cilantro, that's like, amazing. And it's so good for gut health too mm-hmm. because, again, like a lot of these are derivatives of plants that have that antimicrobial ability and not antimicrobial in a, in a bad way to influence good bacteria, but they are very much going to oppose infection of um gut bacteria that we wouldn't want to see that, you know, create all kinds of inflammation. So it's a really broad spectrum, um, plant-based nutrient that I just, you know, I absolutely love it. And there's, to me, there's nothing else like that. There's a lot of multivitamins. Um, but again, these are all individual vitamins and minerals that have been isolated and then kind of packed together. This is like a a real whole food. I mean, you have different elements of real plants that are blended together and they work so efficiently together. They Mm -hmm. play off of one another and amplify their potency together. And you were just even mentioning how important the variety is. So if you are one of those people, you're a super picky eater or you, maybe your kids are super picky eaters and they're not getting what they need. Like this seems like a great option I mean, you can put it in mashed potatoes. You can put it, I mean, it seems like kind of the perfect pill. Yeah, I love it. So that one, and then I have one called Sleep Balance. Um, And that one I've been taking every night, but it has skullcap and chamomile and valerian root. Um, There's no melatonin in it, which is great because Mm. for long-term usage, you know, you wouldn't want to have that. But it's it utilizes so many herbs that are very relaxing and calming. And that one too, when you, open it you can smell like it smells like chamomile and lavender like it kind of smells like a day spa I will just make a cup of lavender tea or I mean of chamomile tea and I'm like see you later I won't even sip it I know it has some it has that effect yeah I definitely like sniff the bottles like when I open them it's so weird because I keep the sleep balance like by my toothbrush so I don't forget and I always open it and Mike's like dude that is so weird that you smell and I'm like like, quit smelling it's like smelling essential oils like like those like blends that are like the relaxing ones and I'm like I don't know why it just 
it smells like all of the calming things. It, like, <laughs> I just triggers like you it. like you know you're about to have a good night's sleep. I know, yeah. totally. And you've noticed effects on your sleep. Oh, yeah. I mean, here and there, like, I'll have, you know, some rogue just experience, you know, night where it's like, I don't know why, just, you know. Moons, you know. Yeah, totally. But for the most part, yeah, I I notice a huge difference when I'm consistently, and it's not like just the supplement, it's these practices. So I feel like the supplements help build out the practice because that is really what makes or breaks the experience altogether. So if you have a nightly practice of, okay, I'm not, I'm going to turn off all the overhead lights. I'm going to, you know, burn some incense or, you know, just whatever it is. Like maybe you do like a a lavender oil on like a little eye pillow or, you know, you just like, I mean, these are not the things I do all the time. I wish I did. Um, Or, you know, you take like a bath with some like Epsom salts and a little essential oil or whatever. But again, like picking even 20 minutes of just having a little bit of like downtime where you're not like scrolling your phone as you brush your teeth. Like I've done that before. And I'm like, what, what is this? What am I doing? I have to put it down, put it away. So yeah, create a whole experience, bring the supplements in as a part. They are not meant to be your lifesaver, but they are meant to be a piece of the equation that really rounds out and amplifies your health. Mm -hmm. Well, we got I also got this one question earlier today that I thought you would be the perfect person to talk about. So if if you're vegan, if you're completely plant-based, what is a good um, recommendation other than like a good B12 complex or I mean a B complex? What what are some good boosters for someone who's plant-based? Because I know a lot of people who listen to this are at least experimenting with that and they are wanting to make sure they do it right. Yeah. And, you know, I would say for sure that if you feel like – you know, something like your energy or your hormones, you know, if you're female and you're cycling, if you're fully plant-based and you're like, I've just, I, there's some dysregulation going on, then you may need to bring in some amino acid support, um, because they are highly relied upon for really cellular health, but detoxification support, healthy hormone production, And it doesn't mean that you have to just like throw out your whole plant-based lifestyle. I think that it just means you need to take a little bit of a different approach and don't, don't let it become so dogmatic. Like, you know, you want to be plant-based. So like I, it works for other people. I'm going to make sure it works for me. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe looking at taking like a good fish oil supplement, get some essential fatty acids. Um, Yeah. I actually make a really good fish oil supplement. So that is one of my supplements. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, like for fish oil, you obviously want to make sure that you're not getting fish that are highly contaminated with heavy metals because a lot of fish are. Um, and so I have one that is phenomenal. Um, and I take it on a regular basis and I do eat some fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do take that one. I take two with lunch every single day. You can also take some amino acid supplements too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those can be helpful if you're like, I just don't do any meats, but again, that those amino acids are necessary to help rebuild your gut lining mm-hmm. and to help create energy ATP, mm-hmm. you know, that's, you know, if, if that's something you're suffering with, again, just like take a self-analysis and just see like, is what I'm doing working or do I feel like I have like increasing problems? Like I've got more food sensitivities or, you know, I have um, insomnia. My sleeping patterns are really bad because or like explosive diarrhea, you know, yeah, I'm t- like a lot of people who start off, they're like, yeah, I'm vegan. I don't eat any meat. 
but they are just doing like mock meat or meat sup you know fake meat um and not giving a whole lot of variety and that's also where you that's why you have an issue you know yeah and I would consider myself I'm wearing a plant-based hat right now but I think that 10% 10% of what I do, I eat shrimp. I'll eat, you know, yeah. wild salmon. I think it's great because I don't feel like I feel better. You know, yeah. I feel good knowing maybe it's a mental thing where I feel good because I am not being rigid, but yep. like that is huge. I've noticed if I'm 100% vegan all the time with like no, no questions about it, my mental sanity is a little bit weird. And then like during different phases of my menstrual cycle, I notice that I'm just exhausted. I'm not sleeping, you know, all those little things for sure. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. I mean that again, that diversity is so important. Like something like choline that's found in egg yolks, like you, there's, you really can't find that in many other food sources, but if you become deficient enough in enough of the resources and building blocks for your body, you are going to run dry and start mm-hmm. to experience some symptoms as a result of nutrient deficiencies. Mm-hmm. So um, I run micronutrient panels on a lot of people. I did it actually on myself and Mike recently. And we both, it was funny. You could tell we obviously live together because we had almost the identical Aww, nutrient deficiencies cute. of like, <laughs> we eat the same food. We're, you know, I'm buying the food for the house. So I was like, this doesn't really surprise me. Um, but, you know, even seeing like borderline low vitamin D and, you know, a little bit low on some B vitamins. Um, and I take, you know, pretty good regimen of vitamins. But again, it's, you know, one, are you able to retain and use a lot or are you depleting at a really high rate? So, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think just nutrient diversity, assessing whether or not something's working for you. If it's not, be open to change because sure. sometimes your body just needs a different approach. It doesn't mean that it sucks. <laughs> it just, yeah. you just different times and different seasons require a different approach. Absolutely. And I think that if we're not, ev- like, if everything around us is it going to be evolving and we're not, then we're going to be in the minority. We're going to be left behind. Yeah. Like, things are not going to go well. Um, well, I love that so much. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you are still here, please make sure that if you have not already, you take a moment to review, subscribe, like, share the podcast. If you want to take a screenshot, share it on your social media. That is the best way to grow the podcast and make sure that more people can hear this amazing information. So make sure you tune in every Thursday for a new episode. I am Eliza Gelman, and this is the Hotter Than Health podcast. Podcast.